Today's daf, Mesecha Saita, is daf Bez, Baruch Hashem. We're starting the new Mesecha today. And <coughs> today's daf is comprised of four main parts. <coughs> so the first part um, is, is the discussion about how many witnesses are necessary to make a woman into a Sota for Kinoi and for Stira. Two, two, two opinions in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yezir and Rabbi Yeshua, and we have a third opinion, Rabbi Yezir and Rabbi Yehuda, in the Brisa, in the opinion of Rabbi Yezir. So we're going to go a little bit out of order today just because we're going to group together like parts. So Rabbi Yezir's opinion in the Mishnah is that you need two witnesses for Kinoi, and only one witness, and even the fellow himself, can act as the witness on Stira, seclusion, for her to become a Saiter. Rabbi Yeshua says you need two witnesses of both Kinoi and Stira, and Rabbi Yezir and Rabbi Yehuda flips the script of Rabbi Yezir's opinion in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says Rabbi Yezir holds you need only one witness or himself for Kinoi, two witnesses for Stira. All three of these opinions emerge from a similar source, which is, it says Ba, which we'll learn about in the third point today, where we learn that one witness is necessary for Tuma that follows a Kinoi and a Stira. And it's a mute to teach us that in the scenario of Toma you need one witness only, but in other scenarios you need two. Each of the three opinions excludes whichever item they said requires two witnesses from it, and they bring a svara to use as that exclusion. Okay, moving on now to the second point of the day. And, and just included in the mission, it also tells us if a woman is, is a saita, and uh, it tells us how she becomes a saita in terms of how the warning has to be, which we'll discuss more in the Gemara. It also tells us if her husband dies before she could drink, there's no concept of yibum, and the brother-in-law would do chalitza. Now the Gemara introduces two agadita pieces before we get to the uh, shaklavitaria. Firstly, the Gemara tells us is that the reason saita is placed in this position in Seder Nashim is because it follows Nazir, which had to follow Nadarim, which had to follow Ksuvis, because Amadir is the seventh parak in Ksuvis. Um, and it's put next to Sa- uh, Nazir and Saita put next to each other because of Rabbi's din of Kalaraya Saita Bikalkula, Nazir Atminayayim. Second point of Agarita the Gemara tells us is that there's a distinction between Zogrishan and Zogsheni. Zogrishan is determined by fate, and Zogsheni is something that determined the Maisa, which is Kasha Kikriyas Yamsuf, since it's not just based on Mazal anymore, not based on the fate or luck or as Hashem preordained, and that is something that would be B'zog Sheni, uh, based on Maisav. Okay. Now we move on to the Sugya, the third point of the day, which is, how do we know that when it comes to Toma that follows a Kinoyan Stira, one witness is sufficient to make her completely usur, and then it's not even a den of sight anymore, it's just prohibited to her husband. So the source is that in the Psukim that discussed Saita, it says, Ve'ed ein ba, v'nit v'sa So she's Tameya, and she's forced, she wasn't forced, and it says, Eid Ein Ba. The Gemara derives from a Pasuk in Parsha Shaiftim where it says, Eid Echad, that Eid in general refers to two, and therefore the way we interpret the Pasuk is that there weren't two witnesses in this context who saw the Toma, rather there was only one. And even though there was only one, since it was based off our Aglaim Ladavar of Akino Yenestira, therefore it's sufficient to make her prohibited to her husband, and she's not even considered a Saita. The Gemara goes on to explain what the Hava Amina would have been otherwise, but uh, I'm not going to get into that right now. That There is a Hava Amina that it means aid would have been one and it's saying one is not sufficient rather you need two but Maisa the Pasuk and Shoftim teaches us otherwise okay moving on now to the fourth part of the day which is we're actually skipping the next section which is Rabbi Yisra Yehuda as we just explained and the Chachamim which is the refute, refutation to Rabbi Yisra Yehuda say that allowing for one witness to either be like we said <coughs> regarding uh, the Brisa 
where for sure there could be an issue where they fabricate the kinoi, or even in the Mishnah of Eliezer's opinion, where you fabricate the stira, even there they would say there's a problem that could be caused, and therefore you need two for both, l'chara like Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah. The fourth point of the day, though, is the idea of kinoi, what does the language of kinoi come from? And really this is based on a machlaikis, if it's mutter or prohibited to altogether warn a person, warn his wife. Is he allowed to warn his wife? So, um, the first two opinions, Reish Lakish and Rav Shalmaya, um, are of the opinion, Rav Yemar Bar Shalmaya, Rav Shalmaya, Rishmei are of the opinion that it's Asr Lakanis because the word Kinoi comes from the word enmity or anger or the jealousy. Either he's going to cause that between him and his wife or between his wife and other people. They are of the opinion it's Asr which is like the Tana of our Mishnah. However, there's another opinion that says Mutzalakanis, the word kinoi is only a language of warning as we find elsewhere in say for Yoel. Now this idea of being Asulakanis, the Khara would imply that it would be better or more ideal either to work it out some other way or to divorce instead of being Ivran That's the seemingly implication. However, if you don't hold like our mission, it's Mutzalakanis, so it's just a language of kinoi. We're stopping the top of Gimlamadalaf as Hashem will pick up a Daf Gimel tomorrow.